Welcome to episode two in our Pelvic Floor podcast series. In this episode, we chat about exactly how to contract and relax your pelvic floor muscles correctly. Enjoy. Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with Hello and welcome to the second episode in this pelvic floor podcast series. I hope you got to know your pelvic floor a little better since episode one so that we can hit the ground running today with some great exercises. Today we're going to cover exactly how to contract and relax your pelvic floor correctly because we know that approximately 30% of women do their pelvic floor exercises incorrectly and I absolutely do not want you to be part of that statistic. Imagine if you spent all of your pregnancy wasting your time by doing your pelvic floor exercises incorrectly. Nobody has time for that. So let's learn how to exercise properly and reap the benefits of a strong and healthy pelvic floor muscle. Today, we will also hear from Pregnancy Posse members Kate and Bryony about their best tips for remembering to do their pelvic floor exercise as well. Remember that this is episode two in a five-part series on the pelvic floor. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we will be chatting about managing incontinence and prolapse, how to recognize if you have an overactive pelvic floor muscle and understanding the impact that pregnancy and birth can have on the pelvic floor. And for those keen beans who want to listen to all of these episodes straight away, this entire series is now available inside my online pregnancy program, The Pregnancy Posse. You can watch this entire series plus access pregnancy safe workouts by visiting thepregnancyposse.com where you can trial it for seven days. For today's little podcast thoughts, I really should think of a better name for this. Maybe Laura's Life Lessons (laughs) appeals to me because of the alliteration, but it also sounds very preachy. Anyhow, I just read the most beautiful letter from my kid's daycare educator who's resigning and saying goodbye to all the families she has looked after. And she wrote, and I quote, because sometimes we worry about what a child will become tomorrow, but we forget they are already someone today. And no word of a lie, this literally made me cry (laughs) because how true is this statement? And I feel this applies so much to us as adults and mothers as it does to our children. We are already innately perfect. We don't need to be better or achieve more to feel loved or worthy. Our children are born perfect. They know who they are and provided that they're given the right environment, they will become exactly who they are meant to be. And I truly do believe this. I don't believe we need to worry about shaping them into anything other than who they are meant to be. So let's all take the pressure off ourselves and just embrace and love ourselves and our little ones for who we are today. This really warmed me and I hope that it resonates with you too. So cheers to love, acceptance and worthiness for ourselves and our children. And let's jump into exercising our pelvic floor muscles properly. Woohoo! Hello ladies and welcome back to our next episode in the pelvic floor series. Now I hope you've had a chance to connect with your pelvic floor muscles since listening to the first episode and that you're feeling more confident with your understanding of the pelvic floor because today we're going to get very practical. So today I will teach you exactly how to contract and relax your muscles properly. So let's jump right in. How exactly do we get the pelvic floor muscles to work? 
So recent studies suggest that most women, approximately 85%, will achieve a good pelvic floor contraction by using the analogy, squeeze your anus. Now, I certainly find these simple cues work really well in the clinic. And personally, I use the cue, squeeze around your vagina or squeeze your vaginal muscles. And most women seem to understand how to do this really well. Studies have shown that the more complex the instruction, the more likely you'll do it incorrectly. So try not to overthink it when you start out. Don't worry when you start off about exactly what your breath is doing, how long you're holding it for, how strong you're holding it, whether you're squeezing enough. Just try a really basic squeeze around your vagina and see what you feel. It is important though to remember that your pelvic floor is only the muscles at the base of your pelvis. So keep in mind that you shouldn't be squeezing your bottom, sucking in your tummy, grimacing or holding your breath. I tell my clients that it should be a secret. So when you're doing a pelvic floor contraction, no one should be able to see what you are doing because it is an internal squeeze and lift. So once you become a master, you should be able to do your exercises whilst holding a conversation, in a meeting, cooking dinner. (laughs) No one is any wiser as to what you're doing. Not that you can see me right now, but I'm doing my pelvic floor exercises right now as I chat to you. So if you're watching this on video, you should be able to tell that it is a secret. You can't tell what I'm doing. A really important thing to know about the pelvic floor is that it is equally as important to contract your muscles as it is to relax it. So imagine an elevator and when you squeeze your pelvic floor, imagine closing the doors of an elevator. Then when you lift it, imagine lifting up to level two or three. Now you're not finished there. When you release your pelvic floor, which is just as important, firstly, make sure to drop it all the way back down to level zero and then finally open the doors. Now, this analogy is another nice way to imagine doing your exercises and making sure that you do release these muscles properly. So a quick recap, we want to start with the prompt, squeeze around the anus or squeeze around the vagina. If that doesn't seem to work well, try the elevator idea. So close the doors, lift up to level two or three, then release back down to the ground level and open the doors of the elevator. Some other ideas you can trial are imagine stopping the flow of urine or imagine holding in wind, but with this one, be mindful not to just squeeze your glute bottom muscles or imagine you're sitting on a tissue and you're trying to gently pick it up around the vagina or imagine drawing a tampon string in. See how you go with these prompts and I'd always love to hear what works best for you as everyone is so unique and individual and often I get a lot of great responses from other women on social media or inside my Pregnancy Posse membership which then helps me coach other women with different analogies. So you can send me a message uh, at Physio Laura to let me know what prompts worked really well for you. Now, in terms of positioning, generally the easiest position to do your pelvic floor exercises in is either lying down or sitting. Standing tends to be much harder because you are working against a lot more gravity. Plus, you'll find you tend to grip with your tummy or your bottom more. So to start with, I'd suggest lying down either on your back or on your side or sitting. With sitting, you can either sit upright or you can lean forward, whatever you find most comfortable. We're now going to hear from Pregnancy Posse member Kate, who discusses her best cues to remind her how to contract and relax her pelvic floor properly. With the help of the physio, she's guided me on what cues work best for me. In that contraction, it's squeeze around my back passage. That helps me to get that full muscle control and lift. I think of the ripples like a pebble dropping into a pond of water and the ripples to relax my pelvic floor. I hope you got something out of Kate's tips about how she relaxes and contracts her pelvic floor properly. I know different things will work for different people, but the ripple of water might really resonate with you. 
Now, you should have a good understanding of how to exercise these muscles, but how often should we be doing our pelvic floor exercises? So as always, I would recommend you go and see a pelvic floor physio in real life for a tailored program and assessment to make sure firstly that your technique is actually correct and secondly that your exercise program is right for you. But in the meantime, a really good place to start is with a five second squeeze, five second relax, and then repeat that eight times and then aim to do this three times per day. Now, the intensity of your pelvic floor exercise program will alter as you cross throughout the different stages of pregnancy, postpartum and beyond. So you will often need a more intense period of rehab or exercise during pregnancy and in the first six months after birth or until you have no more symptoms of pelvic floor weakness. Now, this is because the pelvic floor muscles are under greater load and therefore will need some extra love and attention through these periods of life. Outside of this pregnancy and postpartum window, again, assuming that you have no symptoms of pelvic floor dysfunction, I usually suggest bits and pieces of pelvic floor. So for example, try and do something every day, but it doesn't have to be so structured as five by eight, three times a day. I think that's quite hard to think of for the next 30 years of your life. So I think of it as bits and pieces pelvic floor. So if you're at the traffic lights and happen to think about it, do 10 quick flicks. If you're on hold on the phone, maybe try holding for 10 seconds. Okie doke. So now we know how to do it, how long to do it for, but that's really quite the easy bit. The hard bit is then remembering to actually do your pelvic floor exercises. So some simple tips that I'm going to share with you to help you remember to do your pelvic floor exercises are one, to download a pelvic floor app. So I personally like the Squeezy app, but there are plenty of options on the app store. The main functionality you want to look for is that there are reminders and notifications. So the whole point is that it's jogging your memory. It's popping up on your phone, reminding you to do your pelvic floor exercises. Other habits that you can try and tack it onto is every time you stop at a traffic light to do your pelvic floor exercises. After you've finished going to the toilet, do your pelvic floor exercises in the shower when making a coffee. So I personally, every time I make a cup of tea or coffee, I do my pelvic floor exercises. When you're feeding your baby, if you're postpartum, maybe you'd like to put a dot on your left hand. And every time you see that dot, you go and do your pelvic floor exercises, or you can manually set mobile phone reminders. So whatever works for you, but remember you want to try and aim to do your pelvic floor exercises three times per day. We're going to cut now to Pregnancy Posse member Bryony, who shares her best tips to remind herself to physically do her pelvic floor exercises so she does not forget. I literally just left, and I'm doing this now with trying to um, strengthen my pelvis as well. It's just I left my yoga mat out in the middle of the lounge room, so I literally had to walk over it, and then I'd go, <laughs> okay, I'd love to do that. I was lucky in the fact that I worked um, like I worked a part-time job away from home, but I didn't start till later in the day. And then the uh, and I worked in my own business the rest of the time, which was from home. So um, I could have that flexibility to make that time. And so I just made I just made myself every morning. I just like. Oh yeah, my yoga mat's there and I trip over it. So I get down and I do it. I love that. Yeah. A physical barrier that you literally have to step yeah. over. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that tip from Bryony. I had a little laugh because I loved that she had to physically put a yoga mat in the way so that she could remember to do her pelvic floor exercises. So hopefully this gives you some food for thought for yourself. So 
Wherever you are listening or watching this podcast right now, and I'm guessing a lot of you will be sitting down, I want you to try and do one round of pelvic floor exercises with me. So let's start by relaxing all your muscles completely, then picture the muscles around the vagina and squeeze and lift them. Now let's hold for five seconds. Remember, it should be a secret. Four, three, two, one. Now let's release completely. So imagine dropping all the way back down to base level and we're going to do five rounds. So let's go again. Squeeze and hold for one, two, three, four, five. Release completely. Now, if someone's watching you right now, they should have no idea what you're doing. No tummy squeezing. Let's go. Vaginal squeeze for one, two, three, four, five, and release all the way back down. Remember to relax just as much as you contract. And again, let's go. One, two, squeeze and lift, four, five, and release all the way back down again. We're going to do one more and then we're going to do five quick flicks. Let's go. Last one. Squeeze and hold for five, four. No facial grimacing. Don't tighten your bottom. Don't tighten your tummy and release completely. Now we're going to finish off with five quick flicks. So let's go on, off, squeeze, relax, squeeze, relax. Two more, relax. And last one, and release. So I hope that made sense. Well done, ladies, if you were able to complete that. Now, if you can try and repeat what we just did another two times today. And like anything, once you get into the habit of actually doing your pelvic floor exercises, it won't feel like such a chore. So we're going to finish this episode with a few rapid fire questions that I've been asked inside of my Pregnancy Bossy membership. First question, how often should I be doing these exercises? So unless you skipped over the start, we'll just quickly sum that one up. Good message to be ingrained in the brain three times per day is the answer to that question. Question two, can you overdo pelvic floor exercises? This is a great question. So yes, you absolutely can overdo it and you will know you've done too many if your technique starts to slide. So if you notice you are fatiguing and your tummy muscles are taking over or you're not relaxing your pelvic floor properly, then it's time to stop and revisit your exercises in a few hours or tomorrow. If you're doing the three times per day, this really should be enough because there's no need to be doing your pelvic floor exercises all day long. It's not necessarily the more, the better. Last question. If you can't stop the flow of urine, does this mean your pelvic floor muscles are weak? Another great question and one I often get asked. As I touched on earlier, the urine stop start test is not the most accurate way to assess the muscle function properly. So some women have reasonable pelvic floor muscle strength and coordination, but they can't stop the flow well, whilst other women have very limited and poor pelvic floor muscle function, but they can stop the flow. So the best way to assess this is to book in with your local women's health physio to have a proper check on whether your muscles are working well or not, because the urine start stop test is not the most accurate way to know whether your muscles are working properly. So I hope you learned a lot out of today's episode. I look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode in this pelvic floor series. We will be discussing incontinence and prolapse. I'll see you then. Okay, ladies, how did you find that? Were you able to feel your muscles contracting and relaxing properly? If not, don't worry, this will all come together with time and practice. Let's try and get in a good rhythm of doing our pelvic floor exercises three times a day because trust me, it will make the world of difference. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you liked what you heard and you want to devour the next few episodes straight away, remember this entire pelvic floor series is now live inside the Pregnancy Prossy program for all members to enjoy. 
You can trial the posse for seven days and find out more by visiting thepregnancyposse.com. I will catch you all for the next episode in this series where we will be chatting about incontinence and prolapse. So stay tuned. Even if you don't think you have any problems with either of these issues, it is so important to understand them so that you can get on top of them ASAP should they ever pop up in your life. I'll see you next time.